Direction was given to staff. We will then move on to item number four, approval of the agenda as posted. Anybody would like to amend it for approval or, or approve it? Motion to approve it. All second. First and second. All in favor say aye. 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 Anybody opposed? Same sign. Five. Alicia's taking notes. Okay. Next is item number five, public comment. The public may address the council on any item of public interest not otherwise on the agenda that is in the jurisdiction of the city. No action may be taken. Uh, matters to be addressed may be referred to city staff or placed on the subsequent meeting agenda. Speakers are limited to five minutes per person. Is there anybody online with public comment? Okay, anybody in the room with any public comment? Seeing none, hearing none, I will close public comment and move on to item number six, consent agenda. Is there any public comment on consent agenda? Staff or council members that want to pull anything off of consent agenda? Hearing none, seeing none, do I have a motion to approve consent agenda? I'll make the motion. I'll second the motion. All in favor say aye. 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 Anybody opposed, same sign. Um, next we move on to item 7A, regular agenda, public hearing. General plan amendment and rezoning. Assessor's parcel 058-025-017, plus minus acres 373-374 South Main, applicant Jim Hereford 1, approval resolution 20-50, Amending the general plan land use designation from community commercial CC to high density residential HDR, general plan land use designation, and two, introduce ordinance 530, waive the first reading, hold a public hearing, and set September 6, 2022 for a second public hearing to rezone the parcel from the community commercial CC to multifamily residential R3 zoning district, Amy Augustine, New York. There's nothing left to say. <laughs> Mr. Mayor and Council Members, this is for a 0.87 acre parcel that's located roughly behind Dollar General and surrounded by Bighorn Mobile Home Park. Um, the applicant has asked that it be rezoned from um, community commercial to multifamily residential. Basically what happened was it was a parcel that got created 
from another parcel that touched the highway um, had it been separate to begin with we probably would have assigned it a multifamily to begin with but what we are asking for tonight is that you approve the resolution which would in fact change the general plan introduce the rezoning at this meeting approve it at your next meeting in september and i'll add that the planning commission did hear this on august 11th and did recommend to you approval of both the resolution and the ordinance and i'd be happy to answer your questions councillor staff have any questions for amy while she's up there okay i will then open it the public hearing at this time if anybody would like to come up or online um, anything for or against please feel free to come up or raise your hand online Then I will close the public hearing. And at this moment, there's nothing to do on this one, correct? Until September 6, 2022. We ask that you approve the resolution 22 no, 20 20 20 20 20 and okay. schedule the second reading for September 5th. Sorry, my bad. So I will look for a motion to approve resolution 2250 and do the second reading on September 6, 2022. I'll make the motion. I'll second. All in favor say aye. 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 Anybody opposed? Same sign. Okay, item B, public hearing. Approved resolution 22-51, ordinance number 531, amending the general plan land use designation from public P to community commercial CC and introduce waive, waive the first reading hold a public hearing and set September 6, 2022 for a second public hearing to rezone from public P to community commercial CC, a .56 plus minus acre portion of the assessor's parcel 058-015-011 being sold to the Mariposa Amador Calabres Tuolumne MACT Health Board and approving the boundary line adjustment between assessor's parcel 058-015-011 and 058-015-012. Applicant City of Angels, Amy Augustine. Here. Mr. Mayor, council members, you're actually acting on three separate items. Tonight, we're asking that you approve the resolution to change the general plan and approve the boundary line adjustment, which is actually a merger and a resubdivision. This is for the parcel 0.56 acre that we are selling to MAPT. We have opened escrow, and these are requirements of that sale that these be completed before we can close escrow. Um, <coughs> that's basically all I had, except the Planning Commission did recommend to you approval of this on August 11th for um, the rezoning of the general plan. And I'd be happy to answer your questions. Staff or Council, any questions? Okay, and I will open up the public hearing. Is there anybody online or in the audience that would like to speak for or against this? Okay, and I will close public hearing and I would look for approval of resolution 22-51. I will make a motion to approve 22-51. I'll second. All in favor say aye. 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 Anybody opposed, same sign. 
Commission Clerk Spago. And then and the boundary line. And we have to do yep, boundary line adjustment. That was included in the resolution. That okay. was. Okay, so we don't have to go like that. Okay, we move on to item number C. Public hearing resolution number 22-52. Amend the general plan land use designation from historical commercial HC to public P and introduce ordinance number 532. Waive the first reading, hold a public hearing, and set September 6, 2022 for a second public hearing to rezone from historical commercial HC to public P on a 0.5 plus minus acre assessor parcel number 060-014-001 south of Utica Park being purchased by the city contingent upon close of escrow, applicant city of angels, Amy Augustine Drew. Mr. Mayor, council members, this is no longer contingent upon close of escrow. We have closed escrow, we now own the parcel. And because you now own the parcel, we're asking that you do a general plan amendment and rezone to public to reflect the fact that you own the parcel. The Planning Commission did recommend that you approve resolution 2252 on August 11th at their meeting. And we ask that you approve the resolution and set September 6th for a second hearing for the reasoning. Happy to answer your questions. Staff council, any questions? I know. Okay, so open the public hearing. Anybody online, please raise your hand, or anybody in the audience, any questions or comments, please feel free to come up. Okay, I will close the public hearing. <laughs> And I would look for... I have one quick oh. question on yep. this, and it's probably a stupid question. We don't have funding for this yet. We, we no. don't. So is this something, are we acting premature in changing this zoning because th things might change and we might have a different intent or use for that at, later down the road? As long as it's we who have the different intent, public is what we want it to be. Public is, okay, so it would be good regardless. We yeah, it gives us a lot more flexibility. Okay. Thank you. I'll make the motion then. Okay, so for, for resolution 2252 with the September 6th, second day. First and the second. All in favor say aye. 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 Everybody opposed, same sign. Okay, item D, public hearing. Introduce, waive the first reading, hold a public hearing, and set September 6, 2022 for a second public hearing to consider ordinance number 528, adding chapter 8.04, edible food waste recovery to the Angels Municipal Code, AMC. Mr. Mayor, council members, we were to have an ordinance in effect by January 1st, 2022. We're close. Um, this is expected to basically affect maybe five um, entities in the city, schools, both the schools if their cafeteria is large enough, possibly the healthcare facility, the foothill if they have a food service, um, as well as two supermarkets locally, and maybe or maybe not the farmer's market. Um, what's important here is that you first adopt the program and then you start enforcing it in 2024. So what we're doing now is we're starting the program. We will then start talking to supermarkets first, and then after a year or so, start talking to the schools, get them all on board, educated, signed up with somebody to pass their edible food waste onto. And the goal is to reduce um, 
20% of edible food waste in the state and redirected to the food insecure. Um, there are some guidelines online that talk about the types of foods that you can pass on and how far past their um, expiration dates there are. I think the most telling thing I found online was one of the producers who said we put enough preservatives in our food to embalm an elephant. And henceforth, the expiration date on food, at least for non-dairy foods, we also cannot do any baby type of formulas or anything like that. Um, usually it, it extends well past the expiration date listed on the package. I'd be happy to answer any questions. I have a question. You just said that we have that time to get them on board. What happens if they don't get on board? Right. Not that I'm saying so then we have to have an enforcement program right. in place. So at this point, um, what the county and the city did apply for was an exclusion because of the population. Um, in terms of a lot of the requirements under this um, bill, which that all passed, but there are provisions within the bill that nobody is excluded from. And this is this is one of them. Is it the composting piece too? There was like a the composting piece is the piece that we don't have right. to deal with. That's the piece because we have two we have too little population yeah. to support a mechanism. Right. Like that. So this is more um, large. Uh, you know, grocery stores, restaurants, anyone uh, of that nature, in trying to incentivize them to find alternative methods instead of throwing the food away. So maybe it's setting up, um, instead of just taking all your produce and, you know, dumping it, putting it in a, like, discount Basket, bin yeah. to have, have it go. Um, and so a lot of everyone is trying to figure out what exactly they're going to do for this so a lot of this is just kind of researching what's kind of out there um, we've thought about well it doesn't say who has to get the food uh, we have a lot of um, agriculture in our area so even chicken farms pig farms um, cows okay so it can uh, go towards it just feed they don't want it in they don't the want the landfill land composting land land land. yeah in order they say to reduce the amount you're producing so don't make too much food to begin with right. second is to go to people who would eat it third to animals yep. um, and then fourth the composting and fifth to landfill yeah so we're looking at maybe three to four major players yeah, and to be honest, um, there aren't that many people in the city limits who take food. We do have um, two food distribution facilities at time that want to take and distribute food. It could be as simple as sitting all five of them down at one meeting yep. and having them all work everything out informally, do a very simple written agreement, and you're good. Yeah, but it's it's the it's the enforcement piece. So there. We have to. We have to. We have to. We're, we're, we're and the reporting. How waste or anybody? They don't have anything to do with it. Just the it people who adopt the ordinance, which has to be the city, have to. Yeah. The city or the, or or the, or the county. county. Or the county. Yes. And you mentioned Bret Hart and Mark Twanker. Yeah, they have a cafeteria. Mm -hmm. I think they might. They might have to do their own school um, because there's a there's a weird thing there um but i was going to get more updates from cal waste on her also they just made all meals for students free. free so they've done away with the low income yeah. meal program but uh cal recycle has 
created like whole departments just to deal with this at this point. Samart did too, I think. Um, I think they're creating yeah, sure they have a so, Samart has a national program. Right. So um, there is not a lot of grant funding available um, to us. The grant funding is really more geared towards the large agencies that don't have those um, rural exclusions. Um, so we're just going to have to look at creative ways to get them to just do the right thing. And um, hopefully we're not having to talk about enforcement. I did read in that um, it was like if you hold events and you have over 200 people, yes. which Greenhorn, I mean, camps could use Oh, is it 2,000? Not 200. No, I believe it's okay. So that is 200. I thought it was 200. 250 seats. Yeah, 250 seats. 250 seats. Like restaurants. Yeah. Yeah. Because the events actually, if it's an event, they actually define large events as 2,000. This one was talking about catered events. Oh, okay. More restaurants. Right. And then you mentioned the farmer's market. So what component of the farmer's market would that be? Would it be? Um, the food vendors or the people, the farmers? So in general, you have to also look at what it is because prepared foods don't have as much of a life to them, yeah. whereas the ugly fruit right. and vegetables, those okay. that they don't want to repack and take away, that's something that should be sent elsewhere. So I think the biggest thing that is going to happen is um, it's producing less food. Right. But, like, that's the first step is, is part of the food waste is because of overproduction of food that then goes to waste. And then the, the second tier is how do you get that food into people's hands that otherwise aren't buying it. So, and, and we have a year would it eliminate grocery stores from having you know, like an angel's food market against the bin out front of all the stuff that's expired, like rice aroni? Does it eliminate that part of his sales, or and he has to just go ahead and pour it on, or is that not that specific? So you can still do that. Yeah. Sure. But he might have to do more of that. Right. Any other staff council questions? Okay, I will open up the public hearing. Is there anybody online, anybody in the room that would like to have any comments? Okay, hearing none, seeing none, I will close the public hearing. And I would look for an adoption of resolution, or no. Just continue just to con September 6th. Just continue, because this, this is not yet. Continue to September 6th, and we will come back to that. Public hearing. Introduce, waive the first reading, hold the public hearing, and set September 6, 2022 for the second reading of Ordinance Number 529, Section 14-25, as to amend and remove Section 14.25.030, service discontinuance. Any person who desires to discontinue water service shall resubmit a request in writing or in person at the commercial office, not less than two working days before the date on which discontinuance is desired. The request shall contain the date upon which the water service is to be discontinued and forwarding address for the customer. Water service may be discontinued only on ordinary working days. 
after the effective date of the discontinuance, all charges occurring cease for the period. No service may be discontinued for a period of less than 30 days. Um, so if you recall, I brought this forward um, earlier because we have uh, this as a section of our ordinance in terms of discontinuance of service. Um, it is not uh, common practice um, of any of the utility agencies that I've been able to uh, call and contact. Um, so normally, uh, there is no ability to, to, to discontinue service at all. It doesn't matter if you use the water or sewer services, there's always a continued maintenance of the infrastructure associated with both of them. And that is really the lion's share of the base rate that's collected, is to, to pay for that. So um, we needed to amend the ordinance to basically remove that section altogether. So that's what this is doing. Council questions, staff questions? I think the only question that I have that it goes back about that have we made this, I mean I know we're making it public right now, but for the people who are gonna be caught off guard by this? We have reached out to yes. So um, downtown merchants or let me rephrase that. Downtown owners of buildings that are empty and continue to be empty who have no service right now, have they been reached out to and said that this will no longer be if there are any? If there are any, yeah. So uh, the ones that um, I had talked to Andrea, and it seems like most of them are actually getting the bills. Bills, okay, yeah, and paying them. And paying them. certain amount that are shut off that we are no longer going to be able to do. Yeah, so part of what we're going to have to do is, a, is basically like a reverse uh, charge database yeah. analysis mm -hmm. to look at all of the service addresses that we have in our systems and then um, cross-reference those with active Live utility here. accounts and it's going to be whoever doesn't have one. And what is the, the grace period to get them active, are they going to just start getting a bill on the we'll, first of the we'll next? We'll notify the, that group once we identify who those people are. At this point, the notification has been the ones that are the turn off, turn on, turn off, yes. turn off. Right. We know those because those are all present all the time. Okay. And so, are we automatically going to turn their water back on? We'll contact them. To gotcha. Them. Okay. And we have no idea how many people that affects right now. That'd be interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm just all about the outreach, the yeah. the notification, yeah. maybe a 30 day or a 60 day notification that your water is going to be turned back on yeah. regardless, or you can go through the new resolution. And it's not even necessarily that the water is going to be. It's going to be the on. 70. It's just you're going to be charged. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's what I mean. Yeah. And for me, I'm happy because I saw it in there somewhere. It's your house burns down is uninhabitable. Yes. That's a reason. Some I, something about a government agency deems it uninhabitable is in there. And unforeseen something. I forget what the last one was. So right, there, right, right. there are some it, where you can't inhabit it because at that point, generally what we've seen is right, if right. a disaster happens or a house burns down, all of the water waste water infrastructure is destroyed. Right. It it's it's not just shut down. It's, it's oh, okay. And so at that point, there is no connection to that okay. property anymore right. whatsoever at all. So there are some, but yeah, so I was happy to see that. Yeah. Is the house deemed inhabitable until it gets a final? 
No. So a house in construction. It's a damaged. Is yeah, has a life. Yeah. Construction. Yeah. The moment you ask for the meter, then you start getting your bill. Yeah. Right. Okay. I will open up the public hearing now. Is there anybody? Unless there's any more questions. Sorry, I jumped ahead. Okay. I'll open the public hearing. Is there anybody online or anybody in the seats that would like to ask any questions or speak up for or against it? Going once, going twice. Public hearing is closed. And this is just the first. Nothing to read on that one. Okay. Item F. Discussion and adoption of resolution 22-53, approving the investment policy governing the investment of the city's pool treasure funds, and designating investment authority to the city treasurer, Rebecca. Um, okay, so we don't actually have an adopted investment policy. Um, I've, I've seen that happen before, but it is a good idea to have one. Um, the investments uh, for municipalities is um, guided by state law, so it's not like you can do whatever we want, but it's still a good idea to ensure that you have an investment policy that's clear about what the direction is for those, um, those, those pool assets. Um, I was able to find a written, it said it was an investment policy, but it was never uh, adopted by council, so it was just an internal policy. So um, what I did is showed you that one, and we basically just redlined the whole thing um, and put in the applicable language associated with uh, what we need to have in our investment policy. It, investments um, for a municipality, really the focus is on safety of the assets. It's on liquidity. Uh, yield is something that often gets forgotten, um, and also pooling of the funds. Uh, so safety of assets is the biggest thing. We, uh, we need to ensure that investments are made in a manner that uh, we would love to grow our assets and we would love to make you know, God's amount of interest uh, income. But we also have to be very mindful of the risks associated with those investments. And state law really doesn't allow us to make a ton of money on investments. So everything is geared towards safe investments. Uh, liquidity is very important. We always have to be uh, very liquid, not as liquid as it has to be you know, in cash, just sitting in a checking account, but liquid enough that as we have um, you know, construction payments or anything like that where we're waiting for reimbursements or whatever that we have sufficient liquidity so that we can make those um, those uh, payments yield is something that you just want to make sure you keep in mind um, it's yield and uh, interest revenue are two different things so it's just making sure that we're keeping that in mind as we're contemplating investment strategies holding the funds is important um, historically what the city has done is not hold funds and so they'd have uh, uh, an amount of money over here, uh, some in here, some in here, and some in here. Um, it was all safe, but when you don't pool your funds, you don't maximize your investment 
um, and you're just not getting, uh, number one, you have to keep track of all of these various pots of funds, but you're paying higher administrative charges, you're making less interest, um, and it's just not the best practice for treasury of funds. So making sure that we're pooling as best as we can. Um, and then uh, making sure that we are regularly reporting to council the activities of the treasury. Um, to date, I have not seen a report to the council with regards to our treasury. We do give you the financial review, which is a budget to actual status, and we do give you the um, accounts payable checks that are made, but I am not aware that I have seen where you've <coughs> ever actually seen the treasury um, information, and that goes way, way back. Um, that is actually a requirement of state law. So we will start um, folding that into the regular reports that you'll get. They're pretty, like, there's not a lot of stuff going on. And especially right now, we've got money in our checking account, and we have money in LIF. So um, you're not going to see a lot of, a lot pages of and pages crazy, and crazy things going on, because that's where we're at. But it, you should be able to see that, and that should be public information. Um, making sure that we have delegation of authority. We always want to make sure, you know, the treasurer or whoever can act in um, the absence of the treasurer. So making sure we always have coverage in terms of um, having access to those funds. Um, what else? Um, yeah, so and some of this is set up really so that we can consider a strategy going forward for the investments of our assets. We have about six million dollars sitting in our checking account, I mean, close to nothing. And we have about 14, 14 million, 14 million sitting in LAFE. So LAFE is a, um, it's the state, do you ever know what LAFE is? No. Okay. So it's, I forget what the acronym stands for, but basically the state treasurer has this uh, investment pool that all governmental agencies can invest their money with. You do not earn, it doesn't grow assets, but you just earn interest. So maybe two and a half years ago, interest was remarkably, like, I think it was almost 3% in life, maybe two and a half, three years ago. Um, about a year ago, it was 0 0.22. Um, today, it's 1.2, uh, You're not making a ton of money. It's extremely safe, like very, 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 very safe. But you don't grow your assets. You're not growing assets. Sorry. So um, it's a great uh, place to, to park a certain portion of your, um, of your pool, but we don't need that. We don't need $14 million in liquid cash that way. So uh, so one of the strategies that um, Michelle and I have been talking about is looking at financial advisors that can actively manage the city's portfolio to actually grow the assets. Still falling within the requirements and the confines of state law, but we don't feel comfortable generally no, uh, no finance director um, is sitting at a municipality actually 
doing the investment services, most uh, municipalities actually hire that piece out. Um, so we'll be looking at that as an option. And so trying to have a portion of money in our checking account that we need for operations, a portion in LAFE that we're comfortable with for cash flow, and then a portion in an actively managed account that's safe, but then over long term we can actually grow assets is really what we would want to look at. So it still will follow this strategy, which is all defined in state law, but it's um, this is kind of a precursor to that, and then it also is a guidance document for anyone who's at the city who wants to handle any of the funds as well. Is there a law about how much percent, like a what the percentage is, yes. how much you have to, okay, so there is. So it's, it's always, a, it's a not to exceed. Not to exceed, okay. Um, to so invest, just so that those in the audience are. Um, so it, it's you have to have uh, well you can all of it should be invested in some way shape right. or form there in state law it is everything is set as not to exceed X percent in a type right? in a certain in, in investment. A certain okay. uh, investment yeah. category okay. um, it doesn't state how much what percentage of your pool should be actively managed or what what portion should be inactively managed, that's dependent on our cash flow analysis in terms of what we need to operate. Um, but it does uh, state when you look at the whole pool, regardless of where it's sitting, you can't exceed X, Y, and Z in any particular investment strategy. Okay. Questions? I have one. So the group that came a little while ago that was an investment strategy, and I know cities with public money can't invest in crazy Joe Blow's Christmas tree farm kind of type stuff where you could lose it all. Is that, or are we looking to? No, so PARS is very, uh, so they don't do municipal investment strategy. Are they only for the? They're only for um, trusts. Okay. Yes. So they're only for the mm -hmm. OPEB and the retirement, mm -hmm. and that's all that they're for. Yeah. They don't handle this other side of that, too. No. Okay. Would we look to stay within the city? Um, no. Or we want to go outside? No. You okay. would, we would look to a municipal advisor that okay. has true municipal. Yeah. Because there's all these laws that we have to follow, yes. too. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. I was just thinking since we already worked with. No. Totally different. The apple there's and orange thing. Yeah. Um, no, so we we would not look to like a you know like a fidelity or a whatever. No, absolutely okay. not. You have to look at a true municipal. Any other questions from council or staff? Anybody from the public have any questions or concerns? Come on up and speak to the vote. Any public comment online? Okay. So I will bring it back then for any final discussion. If not, I would look for a motion to approve resolution number 2253. I'll make the motion. I'll second. All in favor say aye. 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 Anybody disapprove, same time.
Item G, discussion and adoption of resolution number 2254 in change of the City of Angels general bank account. Okay, you're ready. Okay. So, um, given that this is all done, the investment policy, then uh, we can talk about our, uh, our bank account. So, the city has been using U.S. Bank for several years. I can't actually locate when it was originally started. Um, I do know that there was some um, additional uh, authority that had to be approved back in 2015, but even with that, it looks like it was established prior to that as well. I can't find anything that says how far back. Um, when, when I first got here, I had looked at the, uh, the analysis fees that we were getting charged, and I thought it was a little odd. Um, historically, what I've seen is because we do have to keep that amount of liquidity, generally our operating account, a, municipal, a municipality's operating account is very large. We're gonna probably have over a million dollars sitting in it, which means you have over a million dollars of cash sitting in a local bank. So you would generally get some pretty um, substantial um, reductions in your analysis charges to the point where it almost doesn't cost you anything to have um, the money in there. So what I was seeing is that we were paying about $730 a month in analysis charges, and they were not getting offset by anything else. Um, so I've been working with Michelle to make this a priority to start talking to all of the local banks that we, you know, because part of it is we have to have a local because we physically have to get into it. Um, because we have to physically go take cash in or checks. Um, but it's also been extremely um, clear that we need to be able to go in and talk to someone at a bank. Um, having to follow an hundred number or to wait online for a very long time is just not worth uh, the, the time and energy uh, where we can just have a much better service um, locally. So we, yes, but we have a premium account, but we still have to call a number. So it's been pretty frustrating for basic things that we needed assistance with or help with. Um, you can't go yeah. into the branch and no. get help. No. And we're paying $730 a month. $760 a year. Yes. So, um, this uh, is to uh, move to something different. So we interviewed Umbach and uh, also Bank of Stockton. We gave them information with regards to what our last so many months of activity has been so they can kind of identify where we've been in terms of um, cash flow, what types of services we would need, and both of them presented us with um, uh, basically proposals that would be analysis um, charges, uh, service charges, and then credits offsetting that. So uh, they, they both uh, very friendly. They're, they're, they're both you know great banks. I've worked with Umpqua in the past. I've worked with Bank of Stockton. Um, but Bank of Stockton had better, a better proposal. They have um, such a better proposal. It actually costs us nothing to have our money in Bank of Stockton. 
And in addition, um, it's right here in town. So they offer really everything that we need, um, in-person service, um, very helpful, and we save almost $9,000 a year. In addition, because we have this handy-dandy little investment policy here all, all approved, um, they will also work with us to split our account so it still remains liquid, but obviously we'll make more in a money market account than our checking account, which makes nothing. So our recommendation is to start transitioning um, away from US Bank, which will take some um, time uh, and energy, but I think it's well worth it because of the cost savings and just the level of service that we'll be able to get. Rebecca, you don't have mechanics <clears throat> listed on here and they're local. Uh, I've had other, um, uh, we've, we've experienced mechanics things on, on other accounts. Okay, so that wasn't favorable? No, not for what we need. So payroll and everything's making that switch over when you guys have to make it. I mean, just everything, all the automatic. Yeah, everything. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a big change. So, yeah. Are you going to phase that, or is it? Are you going all in? Well, we have to. Obviously, we have outside. You know, we have outstanding checks that still have to pass through. So we'll have to continue to keep well, money some money there right. while we transition over. So we'll start moving um, that over. Everybody's direct deposit has to go. Get all redone through the yeah we just system. we just updated Caltrans so we have to update that it's a lot I know I'm, I'm happy with this proposal um, but you know the one thing that stands out for me with Bank of Stockton is they're so also so um, supportive of our community and giving back into our community so that's a really nice uh, benefit um, and then the one other thing is um, so this would just authorize the city administrator and finance director to execute all associated documents to close the account with US Bank and then open the account with um, um, I just want to say thank you for doing this research because nine thousand dollars a year for however many years is a lot of money that yeah. we didn't need to spend so we thank go. you and I fully support this right. yeah. yep and it's going to be even more than that we, since we're diversifying right. Right. than the bank. We'll get interest. Um, any other staff questions, council questions? Okay. Move on to public comment. Anybody online with public comment? In the room, anybody want any public comment? Hearing none, seeing none, I would look for a motion to approve resolution 2254. I'll make the motion. I'll second it. First and the second. All in favor say aye. 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 Anybody opposed? Same sign. Okay. Item H. Send resignation number 2218 and approve resolution number 2255. Designated authority signers on the City of Angels bank accounts. Okay. So now since we've done that one, uh, we need to update our authorized signers on our bank accounts. So the resolution that's been out there, it identified uh, three checking accounts, the Greenhorn Creek Assessment District, Mechanics Bank, um, which actually has uh, two accounts there, 
and then the City of Angels general account with U.S. Bank. And that resolution specified the signers would be the mayor, the vice mayor, the city administrator, the finance director, and the administrative services officer. Um, that, from a risk perspective, is way too many signers on an account. So, um, and in addition, part of the reason why this was set up this way is because we physically had to like sign checks. So we've been working to get an electronic signature on the checks, like a, not electronic signature, but a um, printed signature mm -hmm. on the checks when the check runs happen. So that will happen through the software. So, um, so the resolution is doing a couple of things. It is um, talking about closing the accounts with U.S. Bank and Mechanics Bank. Um, if you recall, one of the accounts with Mechanics Bank was the UWPA reserve. Mm -hmm. So we're going to close that one, pull that in. That's going to go to the um, water uh, capital fund. The second mechanics bank is associated with the assessment district in Greenwood Creek. That's paid off, so we have to close out that assessment, and we'll have to issue refunds to the property owners in Greenwood Creek in that assessment district, and um, it would be easier to do all of those um, distributions out of our general account, and also this goes back to that whole pool your funds. Uh, so we want to close that account, and then we would be opening Bank of Stockton. So this uh, signature authority would be the city administrator, the finance director, and the administrative services officer, just in case um, it takes us longer than we need to to get the printed signatures on the checks. We have a third person, just in case one of us is not available. And then you don't have to come in and sign, and you don't have to come in and sign. I'm fine with that. The only thing I'll say is that we just experienced the opposite of that, where there was nobody to sign except for him and myself, and in a pinch we had to get banking established. And you're right, U.S. Bank was not easy to deal with at the 800 number, but um, in the event that there is turnover, are we sure we don't need to keep one person, chairperson, either well, mayor or three, vice three people. Still have to do I, well, I'm just saying we experienced it. So. We did. We experienced it. I didn't. <laughs> uh, so um, I understand what you're saying, and yeah, three people. Yeah. So um, so one of the other things that um, I'm going to be working with uh, Rose, the the clerk to council, is also uh, managing all these resolutions and authority documents that we have. There really should be a a offboarding where these things are uh, taken care of at the time that someone leaves so it that's not an issue mm -hmm. and so um, I think that was probably the biggest issue probably. because in some of those cases it was known that they, they gave notice that they were leaving it should have, happened. It should have happened immediately it should, well, should, yeah, have, yeah. It should have been part of that offboarding yeah. process and well, I think should have happened <laughs> Sorry, there's a lot. There's a lot that should happen. So, um, anywho, uh, that is what that resolution is, and that's all. Council staff questions. Public comments online. Public comments in here. 
Okay, seeing none here, none, I would look for a motion to approve resolution 22-8, or no, resolution number 2255. So we're rescinding 2218. So approve a resolution 2255. I'll make the motion. I will second. All in favor say aye. 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 Anybody aye. opposed, same sign. I, discussion and direction of Calaveras Public Power Agency, CPPA, City Council appointment. Rose is not here. Um, so this was uh, something got brought up just because um, the allocation of council representation on various appointments kind of got shuffled around and changed. So it was um, brought up that maybe uh, there could be a swap um, for CPPA between Council Okay. That's all I know. So I think I don't have, I'm, I'm not on anything anymore. I thought I was going to nominate you. I know. CPPA. Yeah. It's, really, it's, it's really interesting. It is a pretty interesting It's a board. pretty interesting. Um, it's about power yeah. and the rates and, yeah. well. It's, and all the districts that are involved and. Yeah. Um, Red Hearts on it. Which the, the two schools are on it. Yeah. The fairground. It's Calibre really interesting. Because I've had to sit in a few times for him. Yeah. So I would look to a motion. I would I would make a motion. We're actually going to do this. How do I do this here? Because I have to have public comment on this too. Um, my only issue is the 9:30 on Wednesday. You can zoom in. Oh, I can. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because like. I know that's where I for me. I zoomed in last time. For me, that's like the hardest. It's like, it's our, like our, it's our our first day, and like I said, I have two people working tomorrow, so I'm not going to. Well, I, don't I think, think it's, it's four. No, it's only four times it's a year. It's every quarter. I think yeah. You've got to till October to get staffed, right? <laughs> 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 okay. Um, and I'll still be at the backup. That's fine. Yeah, if I can yeah, zoom okay. it, that's fine. Yeah. I just might have to watch macaroni or something. Um, I, and they're pretty quick meetings. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so I will make it. Well, is there any public comment on this? Online? Mm -hmm. Yeah. In the house. Okay. I make a motion to nominate Gretel for CPPA. I'll second it. All in favor say aye. Aye. Anybody disapproves? Yeah. And the only thing I would recommend is if they're distributing any information, it's really helpful to, to forward that to us as well. Because I can make sure, like um, Alvin had been at one and they were approving a, a grant that was benefiting our museum and then I needed to do a packet for that in order to do it. And it's, they do thorough packets. Okay. Very thorough awesome. packets. So, okay. um, and it is our water, well it is our power bill it's our too. Power, it's, it's our power, it's our power bill. Yeah. Okay, uh, item J, discussion and direction for Calaveras, for Calaveras Visitor, Visitors Bureau, City Representative Rebecca. Um, so, uh, Martin brought up to me that the CBB uh, is missing a member, um, and it's the city. So, uh, the county is there, um, and there's other people there. How long have we been missing a member? I think quite some time. I think it's been about eight months. How many are on that board? Oh, no, it's longer than that. It's like longer It's than almost that. a year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Are there five on the board? I think no. 
CWA's on there. Yeah, um, I don't remember how many are on there. There's quite a few. And then there's some, just, there's some people who represent an industry, and then there's people who are just members or directors. Yeah. So, but uh, we aren't. We're not there. So we have a place at the table, but we're not there. So we just need to. I just need council to designate someone. I recommended me because I'm here every day, um, and it cannot be a council. Oh, so it can't be an elected official, right? right. Deal, you're in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Any public comment online? <laughs> Anybody in the house? Any staff question, council question? I'll look for a motion. motion. <laughs> for what? Yes. I will make the motion that we appoint Rebecca to be the city representative at CBD. I'll second. All in favor say aye. 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 Anybody approve, disapprove, same sign? Aye. I'll go discussion and reaction. <laughs> so. Discussion and direction, item K, discussion and direction to engage with GovPay for non-utility charges for the public. Rebecca again. Okay, so this is another one of those things that, you know, I look at the, the charges and I'm like, well, this just doesn't make sense. So, uh, again, it's one of these projects that Michelle and I have been working on trying to root out costs and if there's a cheaper way of doing it. If we're getting everything that we need from it, um, why are we doing it? And so the city has historically um, just, if people come in and they wanna pay for their building permit fees or whatever they wanna pay, um, utility bills, whatever, they come in and they uh, want to use their credit card, we just let them. And then we absorb all of the costs associated with those charges. So um, we can't really do that, but anyhow. Uh, the, and then also looking at, well, how do we transition out of that? I'm not adverse to absorbing the utility bill costs because if you use a credit card to pay for your utility bill, it actually saves us money because we don't have to open the mail and then handle the check and then have to go through all of that. And it's also less of a risk of an NSF because the credit card either goes through or it doesn't. Um, and it's just easier processing that way. We also, because we're a utility agency, if you pay, uh, your, if you use a credit card to pay your utility bills, the city actually gets a um, utility interchange rate that's only specific for utility agencies, which is much, much lower than any, um, like anyone else who could possibly, you know, take credit cards. So I'm not, I'm not adverse to continuing um, the dollar charge for those. I am adverse to the X percent that we're paying on all of the non-utility charges that's equating to about $36,000 per year. Yeah. That I'm, I'm not okay with. So um, we've done some research, again, looking at um, merchants that specialize in municipalities, um, and we came across GovPay. They will give us the equipment for free. The software is free. Um, and they just charge the customer whatever the percentage is. Um, and then we, we just get the charges deposited into our checking account, and then we're done. Um, and their fees are low. And their fees are pretty low. Two and a half percent, which is 
flow for a credit card processing. Yeah. And What's the average you're paying now on the credit card processing? <coughs> like, like three, three, yeah, so the other thing is like the police don't have the luxury of having a credit card machine right now. So they literally are just handing handling cash. Um, and or checks. or checks and so that are really good checks yeah they're, they're, yeah <laughs> so uh, this would be the other part is that we can expand this to the police and they can actually start accepting credit cards um, we can put this on our you know website for people to pay, make payments so it's just an easier way for um, the customers is our county using this for tax they use um, something. Um, something like this, or is it DMB? I'm thinking. No, uh, I think it's DMB. I think it's yeah, one of I've seen this before. Uh, I think it's oh, DMB. Um, I can't remember what the name oh, is. Open county open, 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 open yeah. The county charges the fees. Yeah. Yeah. So you're bringing us into current day. That's what you're saying with this? So currently, the rate that we pass on to customers. Is we don't the dollar, anything the dollar convenience fee is the dollar. So this would pass the two percent on to the customer. So it would be three dollars on a on a hundred and seventy, hundred and fifty dollar bill. No, and so utility customers. So they oh, go oh, two oh, different. Sorry. Okay. Utility customers who are making a one-time payment, they're getting charged a dollar, okay. and they're paying the dollar. Okay. Utility customers who sign up for automatic payments using a credit card. We don't charge them the dollar. With this, we you've got to pay that. No, right That's now. That's current, correct. Correct. We absorb the dollar. Yes. Because it saves us easier. time. Yeah, it's easier for us to do it. Um, and then if a utility customer signs up for ACH payment, there's no charge at all. So really, the, the cheapest thing for everybody is for them just um, to do automatic yeah. ACH out of their checking account or savings account, but a lot of people use their credit cards. So can we do the ACH through the GovPay? No, we want to keep utility keep it with, with our um, utility billing system okay. because then it makes it easier for real-time balance information. Okay. Mm -hmm. Non-utility customers non are totally different and we would want them all to go through GovPay. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. And then the police department can pick And the police department can do theirs. Yeah, so that one, when it comes in, you know where it's coming from too. There's a little more. Yeah. Tracking, and then the customer would get charged the additional yeah. charge. Okay. Is there an obligation to getting the equipment? And it's all free. If there's no merchant sign up, got to keep it for a million years. No, it's all free. No charge to us. All free, no charge. I don't think anybody does that anymore. Did I just date myself? No, nobody does that anymore. We look for free. <laughs> So it saves us thirty-six thousand dollars a year. Right. Um, and win-win. Okay. So that's what we would like to do. We would like to switch rate. Council questions, staff questions. Okay. Public comment online. Public comment in the seats. I would bring it back for a motion. And this is also Actually, direction. It's, it's direction. just direction. We jumped in the last one, so yeah. I'm so excited to be able to see. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so direction to staff. Go with go. Go with yes. Great. Item L, discussion and direction on building fee. Okay, so um, I kind of figured this out a little bit when I was doing the building department's budget because it was not, um, the revenues were not offsetting the costs associated with building activities. Um, and that's normal for planning because you never recoup all costs for planning projects because it would be astronomically high. But building is different. So generally, building fees will actually offset your associated costs with inspections and plan review and all those things. In our case, they're not. And the biggest culprit is um, probably the small valuation projects because they're, the charge is a percentage of the valuation. So if you have an owner built shed and you put a valuation of $250, like we're collecting nothing. So it doesn't pay, it doesn't cover the cost of the plan review and it doesn't cover the cost of the inspections. So um, I had talked to Amy when the last time she was aware of a fee study being done. And as far as we can see, I don't see where one has been done. The planning, fee, the planning fees were reviewed and updated in 2019, but the building permit fees I've not seen in a review that I can find. I can't find one. Possibly. <laughs> so, um, so it's it's it, you know so what is likely to happen is you know if we if we have a study done, some of your fees might be identified as being too high and some of your fees I'm probably never going to be identified as too low. Um, that still gives council the ability to review all of those recommended fees, but put us back to where we can actually recoup costs as best as we need to. Um, because right now we're eating we're eating costs. And so um, and for building uh, functions that's just really not what you're supposed to be doing. That's that's not a so my recommendation would be um, to direct us to issue a request for qualifications for a uh, company that can do a fee survey um, specifically on our building fees um, so that we can identify what those costs would be and then we can bring it back to council to decide if you guys want to move forward with it and then um, if you do then we would go ahead and schedule the work going forward and have that study done and then bring forward the recommendations and then move towards any changes in the fee structure so i gotta say i if we have to have the opportunity in-house to reach out to 10 other municipalities and look on their websites and see what their fees are that's not what fees are based on these are based on what your actual costs are in-house so what it costs any other municipality is dependent on what they pay their staff what they pay their consultants based on a fee study like what it costs them to process yeah. the paperwork we, like we can't say oh amador county is charging this so we need to charge that well amador county's charge might be totally based on in-house building inspector we can't we can't charge based on that 
So it's literally got to be based on what our costs mm -hmm. would be in order to evaluate that, which is why you would want that fee study done. So what's a fee study going to cost us? That's why we would say put out a request for qualifications. And, and then you're going to bring that back to us with the results. Yeah, if it's if it's crazy money, I mean. Right, we can make the decision, but I think it's important to. We got to see it. Yeah, to see it. Well, that's all you're asking for, right? Isn't it? Yeah. 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 Okay. Add a mill. Okay. Add a figured out the equation for how we have our current fees to determine based on the small projects yeah you do so it's a, just a percentage. percentage of the assessment so it's a percentage of, of the valuation that you told us it was that's the thing so i could say my pool cost 500 dollars yeah because my uncle did it yeah that's the problem so I if this, if this rate study comes back and they want forty thousand dollars to do this ridiculous so then we go okay can we not just raise our prices ourselves um well you would have to be very careful on which ones you do well we could identify 10 areas and raise the price on those like you're saying the small buildings let's say a pool is a minimum regardless of how much the pool costs the, a pool is a minimum of a thousand dollars or you know what i'm saying like can't you just categorize it like that as long as it absolutely does not end up as long as the whatever the fee is that we charge does not uh, go beyond what all Cost. the costs would be right. yeah the hard you get the break even yeah yeah you have to break even you can't make money on you have to break even and we're not breaking even right now on this no with the current fee structure no we got to get them to stop lying about the cost of their sheds. <laughs> right. I mean, I want to know who's building a shed for 250 bucks. I'll have one. <laughs> okay. Well, they borrowed all the wood. I'll take one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm not going to move on. I'm actually going to go back in time for a second. Okay. Because I think I goofed. Okay. I know I did. So, as I was sitting here, or when we went through consent agenda, I should have pulled item B because I split out of here about halfway oh, that's through. Right. So I know. So before we move on, I would like to step back in time. I'm not sure how I do this other than to say I would like to pull item B at this point. Okay. And I would look for a motion, I guess, on A to approve A, C, and D. So I made the initial motion on the consent and Alvin seconded it. So I'll amend my motion to approve A, C, and D. Okay. And Alvin's pulling B. I don't know who seconds I'll, it. I'll second it. Okay. <laughs> All in favor say aye. 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 Anybody opposed? Same sign. Okay. So now item B, I would like to pull because I had to split about halfway through. So there's my reason for pulling. And now I will let somebody make a motion. Okay. Well, I'll make a motion to approve B. Okay. I'll second that motion. 
All in favor say aye. Aye. Abstain. Okay, does that clear that up enough, or is that yes. bad? Yeah, it's Why? I mean, <laughs> bad mayor. Bad mayor. <laughs> okay, uh, item number nine, administrative administration report. Um, so I think we're done with the website. Um, so uh, what we discovered today is so similar to what you brought up when you didn't have anyone to sign. Um, we have actually no authorized people for our domain name that still work here. So I will need you to sign this letter so I can send that to them so that we can actually move our website. But anyhow. So we don't even own our own name right Well, now. we do. <laughs> I just, no, no, I, these I, are not authorized. We're not authorized. None of us. No, no one here is <laughs> authorized. You got on the <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> So um, before before you leave, I need your, your signature. Okay. Um, but it's uh, all all staff have looked at it. We have fine tuned it until we're like blurry eyed. Um, there's uh, information on there for our parks and trails and projects and Business. um, uh, businesses. We have links that go to places to eat. Um, the uh, links of where to stay, uh, links of events that are happening. Nice. Um, we have um, uh, a lot of self-service opportunities on it. So if you have a complaint about a code issue, you can just go on there and fill it out. Or you, you know, want to tell the, you know, uh, you have a question about your permit or you want to know how to open a business um, all of the forms are fillable um, we'll eventually probably look at um, trying to make them fully web true web forms but for right now a fillable PDF instead of a piece of paper that you have to print out and then write and pin and then try to fax it to someone um, this is a much easier way to do that we have um, uh, all of your pictures on the website. Where did you get these pictures? Where did they come from? We've been trying to get all the planning commissioners to get their pictures. Um, so uh, yeah, it's it looks really great. It looks very professional. It works really fast. It's um, very intuitive, easy to get around. Um, so I'm super excited. It took a lot of work, but okay. I'm so excited. It's almost done. I know. Awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, so super, super exciting. So that is uh, almost done. We are slated to go to Microsoft 365 on starting on the 25th of this month. Um, so that is super exciting. Um, so is all of our email moving over to that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you'll be getting um, contact or, or pre-documentation on the change that you'll have to make. If you get your email on your phone or anything like that, you'll get pre-documentation on what you need to do. And then um, we have switched over to Conniff, so Conniff is fully supporting us now. So they are going to be completely available to help anyone who needs help as well. Yeah, like I already use Office 365 for my work, and yeah. so I just need to know how to have a Google. Yeah. So right now, it'll just be for you guys. Uh, right now, the 365 is specifically for the exchange. If we, if you feel that you need 
word and Excel and everything else, we can definitely up your license, but right now we're just doing email. Um, I am going to be on vacation the next council meeting. It's a vacation that we've had to reschedule since 2020. So and now now we're we've run out of time, so we have to do it with it. Um, so Michelle will be uh, taking my, my place there. Uh, the only thing will just be the second reading really of that um, suspension action and then all the plan public hearings. Everybody's happy and working together, and um, everyone's just, uh, it's a really good to see a group of people. So everyone's really excited for the things that are happening. So they're finally starting to see all these things I've been talking about since I got here actually starting to happen. So um, that's exciting. Spring. Oh, Springbrook. We did finally move over to the new version of Springbrook. <laughs> Woo, thank you. The cloud-based The cloud-based one. Yes, yeah, so that's the accounting software. Yeah, uh, and utility building. And utility building. Okay. So one of the biggest hurdles of trying to get, you know, all of the department's financial access has been the version that we were on was just not conducive to them using it. So this version makes it a lot easier for us to get information for them. So getting it switched over to the hosted version opens up a lot of different opportunities for us for that. So once we kind of let the dust settle and work out the rest of the kinks on, because that's what happens when you upgrade software, little things that you didn't think were gonna happen. Once we get through that, kind of some of this stuff here, then we're gonna start working on um, the dashboards for departments um, and budget status, like real-time budget status information so that they can start logging in and getting that information themselves. Oh, and it's all, um, it's all web-based. So it's off the server, because um, that was a little, just making sure that server didn't die Correct. before we switched over. So we're off and good and uh, running. And I um, just want to thank um, Michelle and all the staff. They did a phenomenal job testing and keeping on track with that. So very good. Perfect. That's our payroll too, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that have we gone through a payroll cycle yet? No. Rolls up too soon. We did it Roll. testing. And okay. It was fun. Yeah. Okay. We'll figure it out. <laughs> You will tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, council reports, I think. Gretel. Um, I, I don't have any because um, I was in a rent. <laughs> so, I got them. Uh, I actually have nothing other than I did uh, meet with Citygate today. Oh, wait, my interview with Oh, yeah, I did that today, too. Did you? Oh, yeah. Um, What's her name? Stephanie. Stephanie. Yeah, she was fantastic. Really, really liked her. Yeah. So, yeah. What time did you meet with her? Um, three, just before this. Yeah, like three thirty. 30. Oh, well, it was the hour after you. Yeah. Perfect. She didn't talk. Great. She didn't talk about you. Mm, she should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was pleasant. Yeah, very pleasant. Fun. Yeah. Uh, you need to go first. Go for it. I have city gate tomorrow at three thirty. The interview, so that's good. Um, I attended the. Um, Solid Waste Task Force meeting last week. It was our first meeting 
Um, and the mandate for that, or the bylaws, it says we have to meet once every five years, which is really helpful. Um, so it was good that we're back on track and we met. Um, <clears throat> so we talked, uh, well, I finally got to be sworn in, which was great. We talked um, about the um, RFP that they put out for a comprehensive review and fee study of the landfill and the um, integrated. yeah integrated waste, all the fees associated with that. So um, I guess there's like five companies that have turned in a proposal, which is really actually exciting. So all of those are going to go. We're going to get to look at them with some redacted information, obviously who that who you know each company was and take a look at it. But it's going to go to this board of supervisors for review, and they're going to pick one of those. We also had a discussion of um, member applications. We had one open position for the recycling industry rep. We had two applicants, and so of the two, we made a recommendation to the Board of Supervisors, and so they're gonna get that at their next meeting. So that's what's going on there. We're meeting again August 29th, so we're making up for lost time at 5.30 in San Andreas, so if anybody wants to go to that, um, it's great. And then I have a meeting Thursday, it's the, the economic development meeting. Yeah, that one. I attended COG on the third. Um, we appointed a new citizen member, which we appointed Patricia Bettinger of Valley Springs. She also served on COG, I believe, um, some time ago. So she's back on the board, which is great. Um, we had a presentation about bike tourism. And um, what else? There's going to be a call to projects, or a call for projects. Um, that will be coming up soon. Caltrans, Dennis was there, he was in person, um, and he talked about our new director, whose name is Tony Tavares, and um, who used to work in District 7, which is LA County, and then D4, which is Bay Area. Apparently he's implementing some new principles. Um, let's see, what else? Which one of those is safety, and one of those visions is to have zero fatalities. That's the goal from now between 2050. Um, let's see. Also focusing on climate action and economic prosperity. They uh, year one of Clean California has been completed, and they're also going to be pushing broadband to try and get. I think it's 807 miles of um, broad broadband near the roadways in District 10, and that's going to start in December of 2022, and their goal to complete that is 2024. And we also have, a, there's an ambassador program, so there's a point person named Grace Messiah, who's going to be our ambassador for our district. Um, so that's just to kind of create more of like a go-to person at Caltrans, who's specific to our area and our district. Um, let's see what else. For funding, is that great? Any questions? questions? Just like as a total Yeah, okay. so they're calling it the ambassador program so oh, that way okay. you have your go-to person. Because I think Dennis has obviously got a lot going on. Yeah. Um, let's see, and then in terms of CTA, we got an update on our vehicle purchases. We have no current delivery date for the all-wheel drive buses. Um, we have ordered an electric van, and same thing, we have no clue when we're going to get that. And then we're working on the procurement process for the 30-foot bus that we need to get. And they said that ridership is going up. It's not huge, um, but it is slowly increasing, and they think that with school coming back in session, that the ridership will go up again. So, 
that, and then I have my city gate report or my city gate um, interview tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Nice. Um, we met with UWPA on some financial stuff on where to shuffle some leftover money we had, which that will go to the board here uh, next week. Um, that me and Jen will be part of, and that's all I have at the moment. Um, a couple more updates. Yeah. Uh, so our Facebook is getting lots of traffic. Great. So um, that's good. good. I'm also going to be doing a um, my interview with uh, CityGate here in the near future, um, and uh, I'm going to be doing a radio interview with BJ Hansen, as well as a sit down with Al Scala for um, the local um, TV. Yeah, that one. Um, but mainly what I want to talk about is uh, just what the city's up to for right now, but also making sure we're getting the word out that that community survey is going to be available on our website um, here pretty soon. So um, that is how I'm going to get it out, because we need to get as much um, feedback as possible in order to make it meaningful. Uh, we also are doing some outreach on the Utica Park and the expansion program should we get the funding which we should find out here in the near future uh, so what I'm going to do um, thus far what Amy's been doing is some physical outreach um, she went to farmers market um, and Rebecca Nealon also went to farmers market for the um, evacuation uh, the evacuation um, also that survey is on our new website and our old website so just make sure you do that survey as well the um, assessment for um, evacuation. That's the one with the QR code? That's the mm -hmm. QR code. Yeah. Um, but uh, what I'm also going to look into and I have a call with the company is I think what's going to be helpful going forward and I think we'll see this with the survey and then also um, making sure that we have um, kind of some more capability for outreach is some more uh, sort of like kind of simple to use uh, survey software that we can put on our Facebook, put on our website, and I think that will help us engage um, with a lot of people, whether it's um, for the park or whether it's how are we doing. Once the strategic plan goes through and it's been identified the areas where we need to focus on, um, then we want to make sure we're getting feedback for that. So that will also be another avenue that we can make sure that we're on the right path as we move forward. So I'm looking at that as well. Um, and I had a chance to look at the web page finally today uh, that you sent me the link to. It was pretty amazing. It was nice work. Good job. Nice so, clean. Yeah. Very clean. Yeah. Amy, Alicia, Michelle, you guys, Chris, Dave. I mean, everybody. Yeah. Everybody's rocking and rolling and doing a good job. Yeah. Thank you all. Thank you. Um, correspondence is in here. If anybody's got any questions, public comments. Hearing none, seeing none, I will move past that. We go to calendar, which I assume Rose has probably already sent this, or will send this tomorrow. And item number 12 is adjourned. Do you have a motion to adjourn the meeting? I'll make the motion. I'll second. All in favor say aye. 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 Everybody opposed, same sign. Meeting adjourned. Thank you.